Hey Giants fans, welcome back to Only a Giant. Uh, this is my second episode, and we're here to talk about the big win, 17-12 in Seattle. We were able to beat, not only beat the Seattle Seahawks, we were able to, it kind of felt like we dominated them. I know score-wise, it doesn't look like we dominated them, but it felt that way, defensively at least. Offensively, you know, we struggled, first half especially, and we'll kind of get into that here in a moment. Uh, second half, it seems like we kind of changed the game plan a little bit to do what we should have been doing the whole whole game, honestly. Um, first half was weird to me, though. You know, we really didn't establish the run at all. Now, we had a little bit of trouble uh, on third down, definitely. But it was almost like we were trying to be too cute. You know, our strength over the last couple of games has been our running game. Obviously, Daniel Jones has played really well, too. But... It was almost like the first half we were like, hey, they won't expect this. Let's start throwing the ball with Colt, which I'm okay with. But we really had to kind of control this game on like a time of possession level. And we and we really did not start off that way. First half wasn't, wasn't pretty. Offensively, we did have the one pretty good drive that we put together. We had a couple of key third down conversions on that drive. Unfortunately, led to an interception. First half was just weird. Second half, we really picked it up, and we, we kind of did what our strength was. Our offensive line played awesome. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more, but I think what I want to do, I don't want to do – I kind of want to like get into my thoughts while the game was happening and kind of relive it a little bit. I wanted to record this last night after the game, but I really decided to give, give myself – you know, half a day, 12, 12 hours, whatever, and really think about the game a little bit more. I was able to also watch the game a little bit more just to kind of get my bearings, get um, a level head because I was, you know, I was pumped last night, man. Uh, I would have been on here going nuts after that win. That was, that was such a big win. So let's start with the first half and, and we'll kind of go from there. The first drive that Seattle had was was an okay drive for them. You know, they they were able to do a couple things against us. One of the one of the keys though, of that first drive for defensively for us was we kind of established the physical nature of our defense. We also established discipline, which if you saw any of my tweets, by the way, you can you can find me uh, on Twitter only a giant underscore eighty six. My personal account is giant fan Mike. You can always uh, check me out there as well. That first drive, though, we were really able to establish like the physical nature of this defense. The, the play that really sticks out to me was the you know great throw by Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett on the right, and he fed it just over Bradbury's you know outstretched hand, and it was it was right in that spot though where just no one was going to get there. Peppers came up and just smacked him. Now he still made the catch and still led to three points, but that play right from the start it showed that we weren't afraid of the Seattle Seahawks. We weren't afraid of Russell Wilson. I feel like it really set the tone of this defense and what we wanted to do. A little bit later in that drive, we sent Logan Ryan on a blitz and that forced Russell Wilson to just throw the ball away, which was big. Third down after that was the play that Russell Wilson threw into the end zone and threw it to Hollister, I think one of the tight ends. And Peppers had it covered perfectly. You know, he, he very easily I don't say very easily. He could have made an interception on that. It was a play that he could have made, but he knocked the ball down. He did what he had to do. Went great. So three nothing. Seattle 
not too bad. You know, the first drive really, really can't complain too much about that. Uh, first drive for the Giants really went nowhere. Uh, I think Jordan Brooks made a play that almost, almost was an interception. We got kind of lucky on that. And then third down, Colt uh, McCoy short hopped a ball. I think we handed the ball off maybe once to uh, to Gallman. Then we kind of just get right, give the ball right back to Seattle. This was kind of when I got, I was like, oh man, offensively it did not look pretty. So what are we going to do? And we responded, I, I think. Lockett kind of got hurt on a play, uh, on a tackle by Devontae Downs, which you really don't want to see anyone get hurt. Right after that play, though, uh, I think it was it was like a third and third and two or three or somewhere third and four. Tate Crowder gets a huge sack, and that that was big to me. That was that sack really showed that we're for once again, you know, the physical nature of this defense, and we're we're for real. We're not we're not just gonna bend over and, and take it. You know, uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, I think it was Schlereth. He's he's an idiot, but that's beside the point. He was talking about how the stunt wasn't executed well, and I'm actually surprised they couldn't pick that up. Uh, that stunt was executed horribly. Shut up. Shut up. That's how I felt about that. Second drive is really kind of where things for the Giants started clicking a little bit. We had a couple plays with Lemieux in as a fullback. Obviously, Hernandez was in as the guard. It was kind of cool. This is one of the things I did like that they highlighted. You could really see on, the, on that specific run play, and it was actually Elijah Penny in the backfield, you could actually watch Lemieux kind of hunting, almost hunting Jamal Adams, trying to take him out. Which they it almost seemed like all game they were almost running at him, which was different. You know, you'd think typically you might try to run away from him, uh, but I guess that's how he makes his plays too, or, or you know, that can def- certainly help. So we started running the ball a little bit right there. Uh, we had a big play to Shep on second down, uh, which was a I think a twenty-two yard gain, which was actually a really good throw, kind of nice sitting sitting in a soft spot. After that, Colt hits Tate on third down, which was another just, you know, perfect, perfectly thrown ball, and, and Tate sat right where right where you needed him. And everything was kind of going well. And then we have the screen that went to Tate that worked pretty well, but turns out Slayton was holding Jamal Adams. Go figure. We come right back on first and 18 on that and hit Engram and get 11 yards back. Uh, I think maybe we tried running after that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Third down, though, third and eight. This is where the interception happens. It's tough. You expect Engram to make that play every time. Yes, the throw wasn't really where it should have been. Yes, it was rushed a little bit. But you're a starting tight end in the NFL. you got to make that catch every time. you got to help Colt on that. No, he, he didn't play great. He, he just did enough. You know, game manager to a T. Yeah, you gotta, you got to catch that Engram. It is what it is, though, and we were able to rebound. Those were the first couple of drives that really stuck out to me. Second quarter, there were a couple of big plays that happened. Uh, Jabril, uh, Jabril Peppers had a huge sack. But I almost said Jabril Wilson. That's a flashback right there. Uh, Jabril had a big sack, though. Nico Lelos recovers the fumble. You see the, the tweet by LeBron, which is pretty cool. Um, I actually noticed, too, in the second half, or sorry, second quarter, it looked, did look like Yadam was on Metcalf a little bit here and there you know maybe maybe Bradbury wasn't completely following uh DK Metcalf everywhere this was encouraging because I actually think he held his own as a CB2 in this game another play that kind of stuck out was that kind of that weird screenplay by Russell Wilson he got pressured a lot quicker than I think he thought he was going to just kind of threw it up in the air hoping it would get somewhere close to the running back he caught it lost six yards there was some 
there was a flag on that play too, which I'm so happy that we declined that. I was like, well, why would we accept this? <laughs> he caught the ball and lost six yards. First and 20 or second and 16. I'll take second and 16. So I was glad about that. We In that same drive, Logan blitzed again and was able to kind of move Russ and make him force a bad throw, which was big. Uh, third down, when we got the ball back and we're, we're kind of near our end zone and we're, we're kind of just trying to run the clock out, trying to get them to use their timeouts. Third down, 38 seconds left. Why is Deion Lewis in the game at that point? That's just, just dumb to me. I, I don't really understand that. Maybe they're trying to sell the fact that they're passing because almost all third downs, he's in there for his ability to pick up the blitzes and, and, and help there. Give the ball to Alfred Morris. Give the ball to Wayne Gallman. I don't, I don't care. One of those two. You don't give the ball to Deion Lewis there. Uh, would have been so, so big to to get that first down there. And then the game, the half was over. Instead, we end up punting. The safety happens 5 uh, nothing at half. If you told me that we were going to be down 5 nothing at halftime, though, <laughs> before this game started, I would have been like, all right, well, defense is holding up. Offense obviously isn't. Um, but, hey, I, you know, I would take 5 nothing. So some of my first half thoughts are, where was Gallman? Why were we not running the ball? Why were we not focusing on that? I love the fact that defensively we are establishing a very physical game. You know, Peppers just flying around everywhere. Big hits, you know, sacking Russell. Really good to see. Uh, I was a little miffed, I guess is the right word, that McKinney wasn't on the field really at all. You know, I saw him twice on the, on the final final drive there right at the end. I guess they're just still working him in. I want to see more of him, though. I want to see more of him. Get that man in the game. I may have said this already, but he will probably be taking over the role of Julian Love at some point, I I would assume. Second half, getting ready to start at this point. You know, some of the things I was thinking, we need to establish the run. We also have to keep limiting the big plays, I would say. And then can we score? You know, (laughs) it's nice that it's 5-0, but... We still haven't scored. We had one chance, and we threw the interception. Can we score? Can we put points on the board to to make this a game and and to keep pressure on Russell Wilson? And, of course, my wish uh, was answered pretty much right away. The very first drive that the Giants have the ball, five-yard run by Gallman, uh, which was his fifth carry of the game. So he had four carries in the first half. It's just terrible. Next run is uh, another nine-yard run where we have uh, three tight ends set. Run again for two yards. Uh, Pert was in, too, I noticed at that point. We give Gallman a little bit of a breath, and we do that same same play with Elijah Penny uh, in the backfield and Lemieux as a fullback. And then we have a big third down play, which we don't get, and we have to punt, which is unfortunate. But the reason I'm kind of bringing this you know, play-by-play here is because it kind of showed that we were ready. We were ready to try to establish the run. They were thinking the same thing I was thinking. You know, why aren't we doing it? Uh, so, boom, it was kind of nice to see that. So, Seattle gets the ball back, and they start right away. They run the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson does a little play action to the left, or he rolls to the left, I should say. Big play right there, because that normally is a 15-yard, 20-yard gain by the quarterback running. Instead, Tate Crowder makes a big tackle to limit him to three yards. Awesome. Great to see the discipline on this defense to not bite on the play action, be there on the rollout. It just, it's so refreshing to see. Man, you wouldn't see that even maybe going back to Coughlin, uh, you know, when he had Spags there. Second down, Bradbury jumps over a blocker, which was actually pretty cool. And 
ends up forcing a fumble. Uh, they recover it. Not a, not a you know a huge play in the grand scheme of things, but it was it was a you know hustle play by Bradbury. Jumps over the guy trying to block him. Awesome. Third and two on that same drive. Cam Brown comes up, makes a big stop, and we stuff him, make him punt. As that's the first drive for Seattle for the second half, it was really cool to see that we maintained what we were doing. You know, we still stayed disciplined. We were able to shut them down. Second half adjustments are always big, and you kind of never really know how you're going to come out of them. It's always curious to see, you know, if Seattle saw something that maybe we didn't see and they had a, a good game plan going into the second half. But, you know, they really didn't. Giants get the ball back. Colt McCoy has like five seconds to sit there, and eventually he finds Caden Smith for a little gain. Very next play, what happens? A thing of beauty. 60-yard run by Wayne Gallman. It was – the blocking was amazing. Everything was was just pretty on that play. The, the play design was nice. We actually pulled Lemieux and Andrew Thomas out. Andrew Thomas was the lead blocker. Uh, Jamal Jamal Adams comes down and makes a tackle. Well, I shouldn't say he makes a tackle. He, he makes a play on Gallman. Gallman kind of jukes him out and ends up getting tackled. Of course, Schlereth has to mention that Jamal Adams comes all the way down the field and and, and makes the play. Shut up, Schlereth. He, did, he didn't even make the tackle. What are you talking about? <laughs> it just blows my mind, his, his man affairs, his love for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a great player. I'm not trying to sit here and say he isn't. It's just, you know, when, when you have someone like Schlereth drooling over him and DK Metcalf the whole game, it kind of turns you off on that, that player, you know? Just shut up and announce the game. Do your job. It's it's, it's silly. Goldman gets a breath, and uh, Morris comes in, runs for 13 yards, and then boom, punches it in for a touchdown. Six to five, New York Giants, kicking the extra point. I was like, wait, what? We're going for two? Shermer never would have had the balls to do this, or if he did, it would have been some stupid play call. Colt throws a beautiful pass. Beautiful pass to Shep towards the side of the end zone. We get the two points, eight to five. Awesome. That shows that we can score. Okay, we have a plan. We're able to run the ball again. That that was a big thing, really. So second ha- uh, sorry, second drive for Seattle comes up. Metcalf, the whole stiff arm thing happens. Everyone goes nuts. Schlereth is drooling, his, draw, his jaws on the ground. But like, yeah, it was it was a nice stiff arm. Bradbury still made the tackle. Bradbury almost forced the ball out of his hands. He had to kind of do a double clutch. He saw the ball move a little bit. Schlereth is too busy talking about, that's a man, you know, do you even lift? Shut up. Man, I just can't stand him. It's hard to listen to that, you know, any team. If that was the other way around, I'd probably be pretty hyped about it. But still, like, dude, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Anyway, so the stiff arm happens. He almost fumbles. Next play is a little play action where Lockett was in motion and Russ gives him a quick pass. Once again, though, kind of like a hype, you know, been saying all all day. Discipline on defense. We had three guys there ready to make the tackle. How awesome is that? It's a gain of a yard. Nothing happened. Meanwhile, Schlereff still sitting there. Oh, DK Metcalf, great play. Giant, you know, and, and doesn't mention anything about the great play that we just made. Next play, we you know, we got some pressure right up the middle. By Leonard Williams. Then, you know, we have a big third down where Holmes makes a big tackle, gets banged up a little bit, but able to, you know, come back in and make some big plays the rest of the game. They actually go for it here. This is the fourth and short play on uh, on Seattle's 48. They do a little play action. Carter Coughlin gets great pressure right up the middle. Awesome to see. And Yadam's right there on Carson to defend the pass. Russ really had nowhere to go. He, he kind of didn't know what to do. And we take over on the fourth down stop. Goldman has a nice little, like, jump cut. 
to get into the second level and has like a 20 yard run it just it's so good to see him run and run hard and get to the second level that's something he struggled with a little bit this uh these last couple of games of course Morris comes in gets a carry we get a little bit there's a little scuffle right there by our O-line too trying to you know probably dominate that defensive line show him who's boss next play is that little play action rollout where morris is just left alone in the flat he kind of does like a double double little double catch on the on the ball but catches it 14-5 awesome gonna miss the extra point which is unfortunate that point doesn't come back to bite us but that's something we haven't seen all year i'll cut him some slack because he's been playing out of his mind he's probably one of our best players on the team at this point seattle gets the ball back and that drive, some one of the weirdest things I've ever seen happen. They call holding on B.J. Hill on a run play. And you kind of watch it, and he's kind of got two guys. You know, one is in his right arm, one is in the left, his left arm. And he's kind of like trying to get his hands up. It was such a weird call to me. I've never seen that called in a game before. Schlereth was like, oh, great call, great call. Shut up. <laughs> Idiot. I've, I've never seen that call in my life. Uh, very next play, we get a little bit of late pressure by Tay, who, who kind of makes a decision to, to come up and pressure us. It looked like he was spying him, and it just got to a point where he's like, all right, I'm going up, making a play. And it works because it kind of forces Russ to move around a little bit, and Leonard's able to come up and get the sack. Big, big sack. Third and 19, Russ, once again, tries to try run around a little bit. Coffin makes a big play to prevent him from getting anything, which is awesome because that's back to discipline again. Discipline, discipline, discipline. This defense has it. I haven't seen that in so many years. It's so refreshing to see. I'm going to kind of skip over the Giants' drive from here, um, and we'll go right back to Seattle. Uh, their drive starts with a little double clutch by Russell Wilson. Um, you know, kind of throws and then decides not to, and then throws, checks it down to Carson, who doesn't watch it in, <laughs> hits him, hits him in the head, and Holmes is able to come up with a big interception. First of his career, uh, he really he played overall. He played a really good game. I'm happy that he was able to come back in and make some plays and 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 keep contributing to this defense. Young guys on this team. We'll get into that a little bit later as well. But man, so awesome. Next Giants drive. They really don't do too much. You know they have a short field. They ended up getting the field goal, making it 17 to five. That point, I'm starting to feel pretty confident because that's a two score game, and we're looking good, man. We're looking good. Next drive for Seattle, Chad Wheeler comes in, and we all remember him. He gets destroyed by Jabal Sheard right from the start. Uh, they try to go up-tempo a little bit. There's nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Wilson ends up hitting Lockett for a pretty big gain over the middle. Judge gets pissed. He's, he's screaming at the the umps on the sideline. Uh, he gets He's a fiery man. Uh, we end up taking a timeout to kind of get reestablished get reset up get the defense back on the same page meanwhile he's just cussing up a storm at the, the refs but it was a really smart timeout it was nice to to really get regrouped and, and kind of get back on the same page that's something you know even going back to Shermer and McAdoo where they we wouldn't have called the timeout there Shermer would have been too busy trying to figure out what the offense was doing and and we they would have just drove down and scored a touchdown there now they get the touchdown anyway but that's beside the point. Next play, Martinez gets hurt. I get a little nervous at that point because he is the communications of our defense. He's he's kind of everything to our defense. So I'm kind of like, boy, hope we can you know, hope we can keep it up. Coughlin comes up, gets a good hit on Russ, and that's actually the play where Metcalf drops a ball kind of near the end zone. It was kind of squeezed in right between Bradbury and Logan Ryan. 
probably a play he should have made. If he makes that play, they probably score a little bit quicker. Next play, uh, Jabal Sheard and Williams kind of get in there for a sack. <laughs> Wheeler got bullied again. Third down, big third down. Let's see if we can home to a field goal. And there's a holding penalty on uh, Darnie Holmes. It was pretty obvious. Really, you know, no complaints about it. It leads to a touchdown anyway on this drive. Uh, you know, we get we get a little bit of pressure on the next play, and then you know, Russ finds Carson touchdown. So it, it's unfortunate that that penalty led to a first down and then a touchdown. But it is what it is at that point. What are you What are you really going to do at that point? There's six minutes and nine seconds left in the game, and we are up seventeen to twelve. And we need the defense. We need the defense bad here to step up. But what we really need is for the offense to come up and just take some some time off the clock. Obviously, a score would be huge. But really, if you can come away with two, three minutes coming off the clock, three, four minutes coming off the clock, you're feeling pretty good. On that drive, there's a, a third and six on the on the first possession, or the, I should say the first third down. And there was a great throw to Evan Ingram, huge catch. It was a great throw. Uh, there's a blitz coming in, and Deion Lewis was able to pick it up. It was KJ Wright, uh, big, big third down. One of the one of the bigger third downs of the game, honestly. Uh, you know, we had a couple good conversions in the first half that led to the interception, uh, but this is probably one of the biggest third down completions that we had. We come back, we run the ball, then second and eight, big, big throw to Darius Slayton, and a great catch. That was his only catch on the game, and he really didn't do a lot you know you had that holding call on the screen to Tate which was unfortunate but that second and eight right there big conversion to you know for a first down this allows us to take some more time off the clock and eventually bring it down to the two minute warning or at least close to it when we have this big third down play where we decide to try to hit Shep on a go route I guess if we got it (laughs) sure I would have loved it but if we could have ran the ball there and forced them to use another timeout or it's just unfortunate that we didn't run the ball there we really should have run the ball it is what it is. It happens. I don't like the play call, though. So that was a big drive, though. Four minutes came off the clock. So you have Seattle left is left with one minute and 48 seconds. They have two timeouts. That's where I, I kind of say, you know, not taking the timeout probably really didn't bite them too much. Biggest thing that we have to do at this point is just keep the ball in front of us. Don't let those big completions happen. Don't let... DK go off. Don't let Russ scramble and and have a broken down play. But this defense is disciplined, and I felt pretty good at this point. Now, the first thing I noticed, though, and I think the announcer said it too, no Blake Martinez. So I'm like, ah, crap. Um, But I have faith in Tate Crowder, and he's been playing really good. So I'm not overly concerned. Biggest thing we did, though, we just kept everything in front of us. We didn't let anyone get by us. They knew that they needed a touchdown. We knew they needed a touchdown to win the game. (laughs) <laughs> One of the plays that really stuck out to me, though, on this final drive is the Julian Love drop, dropped interception. It reminded me so much of Landon Collins, I believe his rookie year against the Patriots, where we were we were winning and they were driving, and we actually almost had the chance to to end the game by him picking off the ball. It was kind of more like over the middle, and I think he, like he he timed his jump a little bit too late, and as he fell, he dropped the ball. That just reminded me completely of Julian Love. You wonder what if would McKinney have made that play? Doesn't really matter at this point. We we still got the win, um, but it's tough drop. So second down comes up and Peppers just drills Lockett again and forces the ball out. In that you know right back to the physical nature of the game. That that was a big hit, 
and lock it. Maybe knew he was coming. Maybe <laughs> kind of remember the hits from earlier in the game. So then we have third down and third and 10, I believe. And we have the huge sack by Leonard Williams, who's just playing like a man possessed. It's been awesome. I'm so glad we franchised him. You can debate the trade all you want, you know, for the third round pick. But I hope we sign him. I hope we sign him long term. Fourth and 18 comes up and Judge lets Seattle line up and then takes a timeout. Once again, something Shermer never would have done. He would have been too busy, I don't know, looking at his play sheet or doing something stupid. McAdoo would have been buried in his play sheet too. Judge takes timeout, lets them lets him show what they're going to do, sees if he needs to adjust anything. And then fourth and 18 and incomplete. Game over. Giants win 17 to 12. I almost felt like we needed Michael Strahan at some point. I know this wasn't the Super Bowl, so it's maybe it's a bad comparison. But that 17-12, believe it and it will happen. It just felt like felt like something that he would say, or you know, it would have, it would have been funny. So game. Giants win, guys. Big, big win with a backup quarterback. I didn't expect it. You know, if if we had Daniel Jones, I thought we could have competed in this game a little bit better. But I still didn't see us pulling this game out so I'm glad to be wrong makes it even better that was with Colt (laughs) you know you hope that we can keep building off this some of the keys to the second half and it's probably pretty obvious we stuck with the run got some good blocking by our offensive line our offensive line played great Andrew Thomas was a man possessed Cam Fleming played pretty good Lemieux I think he gave up a couple of pressures I don't have the numbers in front of me but he played pretty well Hernandez played well when he was in that's still that's going to be interesting going forward to see what we do. I'm hoping. Well, I shouldn't say I'm, I'm hoping. I wouldn't be shocked to see us cut um, Zeitler or maybe try to see if we'll take a pay cut or something. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, defense, another key to the second half. Uh, kept getting pressure. Kept everything in front of them to avoid big plays. Didn't let Russ scramble. We stayed disciplined. We had you know QB spies here and there. One other, one other big key to the game is Colt didn't really have to do a lot in the second half, but when he was asked in the second half, he made the throws that he needed to make. He made the right reads. He did enough. It wasn't pretty, but he did enough. Overall, you know, Seattle was 4 for 13 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down, big. Uh, time of possession, almost identical. That's huge. The fact that we were able to keep their offense off the field for so long, the fact that our defense played lights out, nice to see. Uh, we were able to get five sacks on Russ. Uh, you know, we won the turnover battle two to one, and we did all this with a backup quarterback. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, next, we'll talk about players of the game. Uh, I have three of them, uh, and then a special shout out. First, obviously Leonard Williams, two and a half sacks, five QB hits, just all over the place. Played great, sound football. No stupid penalties this week, which was nice to see. We got to pay that man, you know, and I'm a little bit nervous to see what he costs, but he's going to be a staple of this defense going forward, I think. The next player of the game is Wayne Gallman. Uh, 16 carries, 135 yards, averaged 8.5 yards. Obviously, that gets helped out a little bit by that 60 yard run. Uh, but when you think about the fact that he had four carries in the first half, I don't know how many yards he had in the first half. He didn't have much. I bet you it was like eight, somewhere around there, nine. So he had 12 carries in the in the second half and made them count didn't get the touchdowns you know alfred morris got those but it's a team game those 12 runs were huge in the second half 
My last player of the game is Jabril Peppers. And, you know, stats are there. You know, I would say he had two passes defended. He had a sack. But he just was flying all over the place. He had big hit after big hit, big play after big play. He helped really establish the fact that we want to be a physical defense and we're going to hit you. You better hang on to the ball. You better be ready for the hit. He did everything that we wanted him to do in that game, and he's proving to be one of the other big players on this defense going forward. I did want to give a special shout-out to some young guys. Isaac Yadam, you know, I guess you you wouldn't typically count him in the group that I'm I'm talking about because he we didn't draft him you know we traded for him late but he's 24 he played a really good game for uh for the for the Giants as a CB2 uh wasn't perfect no but had a couple of passes deflected did just everything that he had to do he was solid I'm not going to sit here and say that he's the answer going forward for next year and, and we shouldn't upgrade the position but with the salary cap being kind of weird next year we're not really sure what we're going to have it wouldn't shock me if we kind of rely on him, maybe bring in a, you know, a later cornerback to pick or something like that in, in the draft, it'll, it'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, my other uh, shout out was Carter Coughlin, obviously another guy that was just flying all over the place, making plays, you know, stats weren't really there. He got a, a few QB hits, a couple tackles, nothing crazy, but did enough as, you know, one of the linebackers, one of the edge guys on this team to, uh, to show that he belongs in the field, you know, when you get this type of con- contributions from seventh round picks, you don't expect that. And then that goes right back into Tate Crowder, who also is one of the special shout outs who played awesome. You know, he had a really solid game. He had uh, he had a sack, he had six tackles, he had a QB a hit. Uh, he filled it awesome on that last drive too. Uh, I, I was a little nervous when I saw Blake wasn't on the field, but he did enough. You know, he managed uh, the defense. He got a set in the right positions. He did good. I was, I was pretty proud of him, honestly, on that. A couple of final thoughts I wanted to get to. Uh, DK Metcalf was an impressive man on that field today. He reminded me of a, of a younger Dez. I, I think that Dez probably wasn't quite as fast as DK Metcalf, but I came away impressed with him. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He you know can, can hang out of the ball for the most part, it looked like. So I was definitely impressed by him. My second point is Mark Schlereth. I, I, I never felt so frustrated listening to an announcer before. Eh, well, maybe that's not true. I, I often get frustrated with them. But his love affair during the game of the Seattle Seahawks, whatever. You know, if you like Colombo and you're mad that the Giants fired him, okay, so be it. But then you go on Twitter after the game and you're picking fights with Art Stapleton. You're picking fights with Giants fans. Unreal. Are you a professional or are you a child? A lot of other people, Giants fans, whatever, you kind of expect stuff like that a little bit because it's a voice and people want to be heard. But you're a professional. You represent the NFL. You represent all the employees that work for the NFL and the TV networks. And that's just a terrible look, man. Get a grip. Figure it out. My last point is Wayne Gallman. You kind of have to assume at this point this is his last year as a Giant as he is just running his butt off. He's, he's playing really good football right now. He's also a free agent after this year, and you got to think he'll get a contract offer from someone. The thing that helps him in that front is the fact that he really doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. He hasn't really ran the ball too much for the Giants until now. Um, I wish him well if he does leave. It wouldn't shock me, and... That just, I guess the point I want to go out with is, you know, go get it, Wayne Gallman. 
you, you probably stay if you stay here you're just wait you're uh saquon barkley's back up and, and if you can go get a starting job somewhere go do it man so that's my game recap guys uh game review it's a little bit different than what a lot of the other podcasts are doing uh but i kind of wanted to really delve into the actual game and kind of give you a little bit of a play-by-play and just kind of relive the game like i said earlier it's not what everyone does, I, I would appreciate some feedback if anyone wants to wants to throw some my way and just tell me what you think of it. I do plan on doing a game preview for next week against the Cardinals. Um, that might be out eh, Thursday, Friday, somewhere around there, hopefully. So that's all I have for you today, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at uh, onlyagiant underscore 86 and giantfanmike. Let's come back with another big win next week against the Cardinals, and uh, let, let, let's freaking go.